Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. It's been, what, two weeks? Three weeks? I don't even know. Guys. And now, this is by listener request, if you can believe that. It is true. I had many people, see, for, for a little while, I was, I was doing two podcasts a week. So I was churning them out like nobody's business. And then some of the most loyal listeners, they said that they were behind on the podcast. And I was like, so, so what? Don't listen to those ones. And they were like, no, I, I want to hear them in chronological order. You know, Nick the Bodybuilder was one of them. One of the complainees, the complainants. And he was, he was saying, amongst other people, were saying, you just, you put out too many too soon. So now I like to hear what's happened from the beginning, even though this is just a stream of consciousness rambling for 45 minutes. They apparently, they, they feel like, you know, it's like a TV show. They missed the first few episodes and then that, now they're lost. God knows what he's talking about now. What's he saying? His bones are cured? That makes no sense. And they're not. They're not cured for those of you. Hey, guys, I have the osteoporosis. <laughs> People just tuning in. I got the dusty bones. And they're not getting cured anytime soon. Probably never. But, um, man, oh, man. So much stuff. Do you know what what it is? When, when you haven't seen, it's like, uh, I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but... When you see people, like every week, you know, you, you have a lot to say to them. Even though only a few days have passed, it's just that you guys, you converse so frequently. But like when you haven't seen a friend in, say, five years, and then he's like, what are you up to? What, what's going on in your life? It, you just got nothing to say. You're like broad strokes. It's like, ah, you know, got married, had a kid. But think about how much information you're leaving out when you say that. Now, if you're roommates with someone, I mean, and you bang some girl, I, I shouldn't say girl, woman, because A, there's the Me Too thing where you're not supposed to call people girls, and B, if you're thinking girl, you may think age inappropriate. And I am, if I am nothing, I am age appropriate, okay? Even though my wife is five years younger than me. Robbing the cradle. No, it's nothing crazy. We got together when, you know, I was 15 and she was 11. That's, wait, no, I was 16. I was 16 and she was 11. Totally sensible relationship. But, you know, now I've got three weeks of pent-up thoughts, but I've, I've, I've lost most of them. So they're just gone. So you guys complaining that there are too many podcasts you need to catch up, who knows what you missed out on. Could have been all kinds of stories about how I would have trouble making decisions about things. Because that is most of the podcast. I was visiting Newfoundland. Yes, you heard me right. Newfoundland. For the first time in seven mother effing years, I visited Newfoundland. And uh, one of my friends, she said to me, you know, you complain a lot. And I literally was like, did you not know that? Are you? Were you not aware that that has been the case with me since the day I was born? I do nothing but complain. You see, it was it was crazy fucking hot in Newfoundland. Yes, you heard that right, too. It was crazy hot. They had a heat wave in Newfoundland where no one has ever said the word heat. 
30 degrees and humid. Oh, the humidity. It's not the heat. It's the humidity that gets you. And uh, so when we land, all right, we we stay. At, we, we go to my dad's place and uh, say hello to him. Try to put the boy down for a nap. You think he went down for a nap? You're fucking right. He did not go down for a nap. He's excited. He's in Newfoundland. And also he's on fire because it's a million degrees. And so uh, I'm thinking to myself, come on, old man Bennett, you one-legged bastard. He has one leg for uh, people who long time listeners to the podcast. You know my dad's got one leg. It's also in my comedy routines. If you've downloaded my CD or listened to it, if you've streamed it, that I got some money from Sound Exchange today and from CD Baby, who I have the CD. It was nice. Nice to get some money for once. You know, so some people are listening to this shit. Anyway, you guys know. So, oh, do you know how I explained it to the boy? So we have a, a toddler. He's going to be two in August here. And uh, coming up real soon, we're going to have a little birthday party for him. And not for him. It's for us, right? You know, it's construction themed. Now, he does like construction things. But most of the party is, is just for us so we can take pictures. So we can have a representation of... That's what it is. That's what it's about. Oh, and listen to this. Spoiler alert for any of you who will attend the party. Uh, we have... You know, you, you get those little loot bags at the end of parties. And let me tell you something as a kid. Oh, Jesus Christ, did I love the loot bag. One time, I I still remember uh, this uh, party that I, I went to when I was in Toronto. I was in grade three or grade four, and I got a squirt gun in it. Like a whole real deal squirt gun in a loot bag. It's like I had won the fucking lottery. Chad! Oh my God, Chad's birthday party? We talked about that for years. Remember that one? We got a squirt gun? Fucking Chad! He's probably like a, like the premier of Ontario now or something. No, no, that's Doug Ford. Sorry, Chad. Didn't mean to lump you in there with old Dougie. Oh, we're getting a buck of beer, just like he promised. Guys, hold on, I'm off the rails. I get it. It's been three weeks. It's pent up. I can't, I can't keep the tangents down. They're running away from me. So here's how I explained it to the toddler, that my dad has one leg. Because my dad was surprisingly... Wearing shorts when he picked us up from the airport. Now, uh, I don't know if you know anything about shorts, but they don't cover all of your legs. So he's got one regular leg, one regular human leg, and then an artificial leg. Which, you know, they've disguised fairly well. But let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. If you take a good look at that, you're like, that leg doesn't look exactly normal. Man. So that's what the boy sees. And he starts touching, like, the foam around the the uh, prosthetic. Is that what you call him? Yeah. And uh, he looks at me with the quizzical look on his face. You know, because they're little scientists back when they were two. You know, they're just trying to figure out the world. And he's looking at me going, listen, I, I've, I've met a lot of people in my day. And they've all had two legs. Every one of them, Dad. What the fuck's going on here with Granddad? When, when I see him on Skype or on Apple FaceTime, you know, he never said anything about having only one leg. What's the deal? So here's how I explain it. I said, Granddad has 
one regular leg and one robot leg. And he fucking loved it. He thought that was great. So now he's super jazzed that his granddad is part robot. And uh, and if you think, oh, two-year-old doesn't process that, he does. He, he said it back, and he said it to me a bunch of times. He talks a lot. All my friends in Newfoundland, they found out that uh, the boy talks almost as much as I do. It was no to no one's surprise that uh, that he didn't he never shuts up. He's just I I always say, you know, it's the old old saying that you get the kid that you need, right? And my kid can talk like crazy. He's uh, seemingly has very good verbal skills in both English and French. I I can only take my wife's word for it on the French. I don't really know what the fuck he's talking about. He literally can talk to my wife now, just the two of them, converse about me. And I, when I try to speak French, he laughs, which is a dick move, like I've said before. Any hosels, you get the kid you need, you see? And Sam knew my dad is useless. I better learn to speak right away. Otherwise, uh, I'm just going to, you know, starve over here. We were at my, my friend Julie's house, and he I opened the cupboard, you know, to get something, and he saw something he wanted to see. So he said, Papa, want to see the picture? Papa, want to see the picture? And I'm, like, just grabbing all the jars. I'm like, what? I'm panicking. What do you want? What do you want? And he just, he sighed and rolled his eyes. He went, the peanut butter. Bears on the peanut butter. Want to see the picture? He wanted to see the peanut butter jar. It has little bears on it. The craft peanut butter jar. And that is why he needs to know how to talk. My friends are like, how did he learn so many words? I'm like, he needs them. He needs to know words. Otherwise, his dad will never get him what he wants. So there's my advice for you parents out there. You know, if you're wondering, how can I accelerate my child's vocabulary? Be a negligent parent. Just be someone who doesn't get it. So the kid is like, ah. I'm fucking, oh, man. I guess I got to fend for myself. Let's figure out how the world works so I can explain it to old bonehead there who's supposed to be raising me. Am I taping this thing? Yes. Yes, I am. That's good news. Because God knows what I said. I won't be able to repeat. Anyway, so we're at old man Bennett's house. Old robot leg Bennett. And we're thinking, and, and I'm thinking, come on. You old bastard. Why don't you have air conditioning? Who in the world doesn't have air conditioning? Right? And I'm like, well, it's a new apartment for him. You know? He's getting up there in age. You got to let it go. But then I thought, we got to get the fuck out of here. And we got to get to my friend Julie's house, who we will be staying with. She was actually not home at the time, but she was letting us stay at her place. It was a fancy place, too. Super nice. Holy shit, right? Made me feel bad about myself. That's how you know that the person has a nice place. When you walk in and you feel like you're failing at life, that's how you know the other person's doing it right. So, we had to get out of that fucking oven of an apartment that my old... Senile father who's too dumb to get air conditioning. That's what I was thinking in my brain, right? Get to Julie's. No air conditioning. I'm like, what? But 
Where's the reprieve from the heat and the humidity? My God, the humidity. And I'm, I'm like texting around to my friends who are in Newfoundland, asking them, does anybody have a place I can go that has air conditioning? We'll go over for a drink. We just got to get none of them. So my dad was not a senile, loopy old bastard. No one in Newfoundland has air conditioning, seemingly. And they, they and so when I asked them about it, they all said, dude, we don't have heat. There's, there's never a warm day in Newfoundland, which is how I remember it, to be fair. But it's that there's climate change now. The global warming, the David Suzuki. You know that. You guys, you know that, the greenhouse gases, right? We've raised the temperature. There's no more icebergs. Fucking polar bears, they're going to shave themselves down. Somebody told me the other day that polar bears don't actually have white fur. Their fur is, is translucent. It's clear. And their skin is white. That can't be right. Is this? Is that right? Because it really looks like fur to me. Like white fur. I can't imagine that's clear. Anyway, I should have looked that up before I brought it up. So here I am. Down in Newfoundland dying of the heat. And uh, we're sleeping in like 30 degree temperatures. Which is, is really hot. Especially we were in the upstairs of a house. So it just, the heat just got trapped. Because that's the thing, right? Like, they build houses. This is what my wife was saying. I don't know. It could be bullshit. But she was saying they build houses for the, the climate that they're in. Like, she grew up in the Ivory Coast, West Africa. The Cote d'Ivoire. For you Frenchies out there. Like my son. And she says all of the houses are designed to expel heat because it is always 35 and 40 and balmy fucking humid it's it's you know it's a tropical climate and uh, that's why you get all those fucking weird gross bugs that can kill you in your sleep like the feet worms oh my god guys did i tell you about the feet worms i'm sure i did you could if you walk on a beach in the ivory coast uh, that is not a roped-off beach. If it's like a regular beach, like they rope off, you know, rich people beaches. And then they, they make sure to to treat those beaches with, I don't know, chemicals? I don't know what they do. But regular beaches, see, there's animals, dogs running around taking shits on the beach. And then these these wild dogs who take these wild shits in these wild beaches. Apparently there's uh, worms in the excrement. They go into the sand. Then you walk on that sand, and these worms, they burrow into your feet. And then you have, like, thousands of worms. Or maybe hundreds of worms. Even tens of worms. That's plenty. And they're in the soles of your feet, and you got to go to the hospital and get them cut out. Can you believe that's a fucking thing? God damn it, that's a thing. Anyway, she grew up in the Ivory Coast. So she's saying all the houses there... It's just, it's all about airflow and fucking getting that shitty heat out of there. But Newfoundland, where it's, it's always cold, cold and rainy, it's, a, it's, a, it's a similar to, to England, I would say, is the best way to describe it. Foggy, rainy, 
you know, uh, it's, it's right next to the ocean, so there's always, you know, the, the Atlantic Ocean. It's just a cool breeze coming in all the time. At least that's the way it used to be. Before we ruin the fucking planet, and then Elon Musk is coming by to save us all. So anyway, now everyone in Newfoundland, all my friends are talking about getting a split or whatever they're fucking calling it. Basically, a thing that heats up your your house in the in the summer, but it cools down your house in the winter. And then you'll save on your electricity bill and all that. I'm like, why didn't you fucking get that last year? Yeah. No, they have to wait till I boil. Any hoozles. I'm uh, dying with the heat the first three days. But then day four, boom, regular Newfoundland. So you're talking about like a 16-degree drop right away. So it goes from 30 to 14. So you're waking up with like, because you're lying on top of the bed as as nude as you can be, right? With Which for me... It's a it's a t-shirt and uh, boxer shorts because guys, you know, I'm a prude. I'm not uh, don't like showing too much skin, you know? Don't like don't like riling up the women. You know what I mean? Even if it's my own wife. Let's uh, you know, keep it conservative. So, you're on top of the bed sheets because the night before you're dying and you wake up and you're freezing. And so then I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm talking about how cold it is. And that's when I got the fateful, you complain a lot. And I was like, you're goddamn right I do. Because it should be 24 and perfect all the time. And if it's not, I'm going to bitch about it. And even when it's 24 and perfect, I'm going to bitch about something else. Because that's how I likes to live, motherfucker. Speaking of bitching. These fucking gay guys who left. Oh, where did they go? We had neighbors. They were, they were two gay dudes. And uh, I was happy when they moved in because we lost our next door neighbor, Srini. Indian dude with a nice wife and two kids. Great guy. Fucking great guy. We lost him. I was worried about who was going to move in. And then these two... Nice. Well, not necessarily nice, but two gay dudes. They weren't that nice. Didn't always try to avoid eye contact with us. They left the apartment, I don't know, maybe 10 months after they signed the lease by the looks of it. And I kept thinking it, it was us. Right? They, they probably didn't like us. But here's the thing. I don't think it was us. I think they were mad. Like there was a guy on our floor who used to fucking slam the doors all the time and he'd always be fighting with his uh, girlfriend and then he would run down the hallway and instead of taking the elevator because he wanted to be dramatic he would take the stairs and the stair door is right next to our door so he would kick that open as hard as he could and it would just go bang like a fucking gunshot and he would do that every day he fought with his chick every day they broke up of course and then he would just boot the door open and it would make this huge racket. So it was my theory. These two gay guys thought that we were, you know, being fucking rowdy next door. And they wanted out because of us. That's That was just, was my theory. And there, it was reinforced by the fact that they wouldn't talk to us when they would see us at the elevator. Even though we were being fucking nice. That was my theory. Anyway, they're gone. These fucking guys had to leave. Because here's who moved in. 
I'm not exactly sure who moved in, but I do know whoever it is, couple, single, I'm not sure, but vicious, vicious chain smoker. And let me tell you something. If you're out there and you smoke, you know, so be it. Live your life. Take your chances. Do your smoking. But for the love of Christ, if you live in an apartment building, go out on the balcony for a cigarette. You know, even if you own your own home, just go outside for your smoke. Because your house on the inside, if you smoke inside your home, your home to everyone else who is not a chain smoker, it's, it, they can't breathe in there. So in an apartment, that wafts into the hallway. We, uh, like we're on one of the floors that I have been on every now and then, just, you know, if I was taking the stairs or whatever, there's this one floor where there's this one old couple and they smoke a ton and their whole floor is ruined because of it. Because the smoke just wafts out of their place. Because they smoke inside, and then it's all caked into their furniture. And then it's going this, this person, it is what? What is it? It's August, what is it? August 4th? August 5th? Oh, wait, it's August 6th. It's August 6th today. 2018. So these people, have, they moved in at the first of the month. They've been here for six fucking days. And our hallway already reeks. It stinks. We got the toddler. My wife has severe asthma. I don't like the smell of of just stale smoke. How does it smell that bad already? They just renovated the apartment. The only explanation is they, they smoke like a tilt, and they also brought their smoky old fucking crusty old furniture and slapped it all over their apartment. And now, like, you get off the elevator which is far away from my apartment, and you can smell it. Oh, man. I always felt lucky that no one on the floor was an inside smoker because it ruins the floor. It ruins the whole floor, everyone's apartment. And, like, weed is fine. You get that smell of, uh, like, skunk, but it goes away. Weed is just fine. Caked in cigarette smoke into furniture. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we got to move. We got to move. It's all adding up. Okay? Across the street, we love our, our grocery store. But they're, get, they're tearing that down to put up another fucking condo. So we got like a 30-story condo going up right across the street. That is going to be hell on earth to be there for the two years where they're constructing that. They're probably going to build another one behind us. You know, it's only a matter of time before we had to get out anyway. My good friend Daryl Purvis, hilarious comedian, who's a guy who helps babysit my kid and my cat, he is moving off with his girlfriend to go to their condo in another part of Toronto. It's all adding up. We all we got to go. Now, with this smoker thing, that's it. Strather broke the camel's back. So, hate that expression. I hate it. It's not nice. Poor old camel. It's... The drop that made the cup runneth over. I think that's the French expression expression translated. Much, much nicer. We got to go. I mean, but what do you do now? Now we're at a crossroads. Long-time listeners to the podcast, you guys know I've been hymning and hawing. Well, about pretty much everything. But certainly the idea of moving to Ottawa or staying in Toronto. Every time I think about moving to Ottawa, I want to stay in Toronto even more. 
I just, I really like the city of Toronto. I don't hate Ottawa, but it's just, you know, even though I'm not Johnny Famous Comedian, it just, it feels, you're a small town guy from Newfoundland, all right? And now you're in the big smoke, no pun intended. But here you are in, in the big major city of Canada. You're familiar at all with all the comedy clubs. They're familiar with you. You show up, you do your sets, you know. Feels good. Feels good to be where the action is. And Ottawa, it's it's good for a different reason. But it's not action, I'll tell you that much. No one says, hey, let's go to... There, there were tours and commercials floating around recently for Ottawa saying it's not as boring as you think. It's like, what? You can't open with that. Like, they're trying to prove it's exciting by saying, listen, you all, the stereotype is that we're boring, but we're not. It's like, don't lead with that. Jesus Christ. Any hoozles. How long have I been doing here? 25 minutes. Oh, man, I'm out of practice. This feels like I've been talking forever. Twenty. I'm going to make this one maybe shorter, you know, get back into the swing of things. Plus, maybe all the podcast listeners will be like, hey, we told you to stop. Stop for three months. I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. I need to get my thoughts out. Anyway, so do you move to Ottawa now? Are all the signs pointing towards Ottawa? I don't know, maybe. I mean, there's a lovely comedy club there. But there's not much of a scene other than the comedy club and then the guy who runs it, you know, and uh and he's a friend of mine, so I wouldn't really be able to start my own thing, you know, even if you did an open mic night or something like that, because the guy has a bit of a monopoly on the city. And, uh, you know, that's he's done that through hard work. Then if I were to open something, chances are he'd be like, hey, you have to open something with me or, you know, I'm going to maybe not work you at my clubs. And opening some stupid open mic night is not worth throwing away all the work you get at the pro clubs that he runs and uh, and the one-nighters he does. And, you know, plus I wouldn't want to feel like I was, you know, stabbing him in the back. And even though I know that's not the case, but sometimes in business people are like, oh, you're opening up a competing room. It's like, no, it's not a competing room. It's just a place for me to do some stand-up, you know, every week. That's all at a bar. I just, hey... But, you know, a lot of times club owners are like, well, if that's too close to the club, then that's a competing show with my show. I can't sell as many tickets to my show because people are going to your show for free, and I don't like that. It happens, man. It happens all the time. So there's that, you know. I've been flirting with the idea of becoming a psychologist. That's right. Me. Probably I can't. Now, after this podcast was published, I'll have to phone iTunes and tell them to take it down because I've never had any patience. They just tune in. Hey, let's let's see if my therapist has a podcast on maybe maybe therapy, maybe helping people. You know? Oh, this one's called I Said Shut Up. What is that? Is that some type of therapy? Oh, he's insane. I see. Well, we're not going back to him. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Family's in Ottawa, but the excitement's in Toronto. But, you know, got a kid who's going to be approaching school age soon. You got to make some pretty big decisions. The real estate market has screwed me up the asshole. I cannot get something in Toronto. 
me and the wife, we can't really get a decent place for any kind of reasonable amount of money. So, you know, Ottawa, we can do that. Anyway, this keeps coming up on the podcast. I know. And it's because, A, I'm insane. But, B, until you buy something, whether it's, you know, Toronto or Ottawa, if you're renting, there's always... that. That's the thing that they don't talk about with renting. Is I, I'm, I'm a fan of renting. You can save all your excess money. You can invest it. You know, it's, it's a way to live uh, debt free. It's a way that you can, you know, secure your freedom in terms of going. You know what? If I want to get out of this place, boom, I'm gone. I can just take off, go somewhere else. I get a job in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I can just fucking go. See you later. Here's my, here's my two months' notice. Now I live in Minneapolis. You know, you don't have to sell shit anyway. But what they don't tell you, and I don't know who they are, who's supposed to be telling you this shit. But what maybe you don't think about is that while you rent, you're always evaluating. At least we are. You're evaluating, should we buy something? Is this a time when we could buy something? Oh, look, if we had bought something in 2009, our our house would have tripled in value for some fucking reason in Toronto. And now we didn't. So... Instead, even though we've been diligently saving money, it comes nowhere near the windfall of cash you would have had if you had bought during a time when housing looked too expensive anyway. Okay, look, guys, that's it. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop talking about this shit. I'll let you know what we decide, when we decide it. Until then, no more himmin and hon. Instead, I'm going to talk about uh, concerts. Huh? First of all, you guys might remember I mentioned that uh, going to concerts once every two weeks, going to any kind of live music once every two weeks, apparently prolongs your life by up to nine years, something like that. And uh, they say it just something about it, going out to live music. So we've been making a bigger effort. We went to Radiohead. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast. How long ago was that? Anyway, it was fucking great. It was a great concert. There was no need to swear there. I should cut down on the swearing. But it was an amazing concert. They um, they sounded so good. Like, that's the thing, right? It wasn't so much. It wasn't like U2 and Kiss and Pyrotechnics and fucking holograms flying around. You know, it was... Uh, they were interesting. But there was just them playing on stage. And there was, you know... There was a screen in the back. And there was a bit of a light show. But the thing that made it was, first of all, you're watching Radiohead. You're watching one of the great bands in history. You're watching this generation's Pink Floyd. You're watching, you know, a band on the level of a Led Zeppelin. An all-time great. And um, they sounded as good or better than their CDs. Which makes no sense because the CDs, if you're listening, like it's complicated music. It's got all kinds of beeps and bloops and blops in it. And go big bonk, big bonks, xylophones and all kinds of weird shit. And like that, that song Spinning Plates that they played is like all recorded backwards and shit. How did they pull that off? And Tom York sounded fucking amazing. Jesus Christ, it was it was so good. You know, that added a year onto my life for sure. And now, tomorrow, we go see Mr. Gary Clark 
Jr., longtime listeners of the podcast. You know how much I love the blues. And you know how much I love Mr. Gary Clark Jr., who's bringing the blues into the modern age. God love his cotton socks. Now, my son would be fucking irate if he knew we were leaving him home tomorrow to go see his favorite musician, Gary Clark Jr. We're tempted to take him. But the thing is, he's got little ears. A, it's past his bedtime. But he's also got little ears, you know. He doesn't need to go deaf. He'd be he'd, he'd be happy as he went deaf, but he'd be like, why don't you put down those earphones? You put on the earphones on that kid. You see how that works. He'll rip them off in two seconds. Can't just stick earphones on him. Let me tell you something about this child, though. He was the best traveler that I've ever seen. I'm talking all the adults that I have seen in my life. This kid. So let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. All right. The flight to Newfoundland is in between his naps. So you're like, hey, that's no big deal. You know, the kid's going on a nice adventure. He's getting on a plane. You know, he doesn't have to go down for a nap. There's no reason to be upset and cranky. So what's what's so special about that? Nothing. There's nothing special about that. He was just a nice little gentleman on the flight down. Now, the flight back. Will you listen to this? All right. We bu- we're booking it on air miles because we've got tons of air miles, plus we're cheap assholes who save our money. We don't. It's all right. I'm not going to talk about the houses. It's all right. Cheap assholes who, who uh, booked it on air miles. Also, it was before Sam turned two. He turns two in August, so we booked the flight knowing he's going to be free. Even though, like, so we don't have to use air miles for him. We don't have to pay the airport taxes. Airport taxes are too much on air miles. If anybody knows, because I'll look this up, but if anybody knows a credit card that gets you, like, air points where you don't have to pay anything, that's the best, all right? Because, like, I, I build up air miles, then I book this flight, and they're like, yeah, and $150 per person. So when Sam is two, that's $450. That's not nothing. That's $450 for our free quote-unquote tickets. That's too much. Anyway, so we're booking on air miles. So they, they don't give you a ton of options. We have, and plus we were booking pretty last minute. So we're going to come back on Sunday, the 5th. Right? Now, Sarah has to get approval from work to get her time off. She's sure she can get it, she tells me. She says, maybe we could just book it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe we should. And then we were both like, ah, yeah, but what if? What if her work's like, hey, can you delay that a couple days? Or you know what I mean? Just, so we just waited. We waited 12 hours for the confirmation. We got it. I went right away to book the flights that we had picked. Coming back would have been a nice flight in between naps, just like the first one. We were going to leave at 8 p.m. Newfoundland time, which was 6.30 Toronto time, which is great. Because it's not going to affect him at all. It was before his bedtime. But do you think that flight stayed? After our 12-hour wait? Of course it didn't. Of course it didn't. We got the 5 a.m. flight. That was the only one left. 
fucking five. I almost didn't book it. And then I did book it. And then I was pissed off that I booked it saying, why? Now my whole trip is ruined because I'll be thinking about how we have to try to wake up a two-year-old child, not even two-year-old child at three o'clock in the morning and drag him to an airport. By the way, driving in the pitch black in Newfoundland where moose just live. It is, there are more moose than there are fucking mosquitoes in Newfoundland. And there's a lot of mosquitoes. I got eaten alive down there. There are so many moose. The second the sun goes down, you get off that road. Do not drive around in Newfoundland in the dark. It is fucking moose central. They're all out throwing a party, and for some reason they got to do it in the dead center of the highway. Big fucking animals, too. Jesus Christ. They weigh like 3,000 pounds. Like, no joke. They are huge. Any hoosles. I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's going to ruin the whole trip. But you know what? I did a decent job of carp- compartmentalizing, saying yes, that, and then we would tell anyone we told, they were like, oh, 5 a.m., fl- you're going to have to leave at 3 in the morning with your kid. We're like, yeah, we know. Shut your face. So uh, I, I, I stick it in a little box, you know? I'm not good at compartmentalizing. Apparently, one of the best compartmentalizers in the world is Woody Allen. I was watching a documentary uh, about him. And so when Mia Farrow found the photos of Woody Allen with his now wife, and at the time the girl was, I don't know, 17, 16, 17, I don't know, and she found naked photos. So it was Mia Farrow's adopted daughter. You guys know the story, right? So when that story broke, the scandal, Woody was filming a movie, all right? You talk about your world crumbling around you. And he would just go film the movie in the daytime. Then he would go home in the nighttime and discuss with his lawyers what they were going to do and when he's going to stand trial. And people were like, on set, he was regular. He was like a regular guy. So they say, you know, you think, well, maybe he's a psychopath. But everybody who knows him, they say he could just compartmentalize better than anyone they've ever seen going, well, that's something to worry about, yes, but we'll put that over here. So I I use old Woody's fucking incest pedophile example, and I compartmentalized it. You know, I just said, that's over here now. And who knows, Sam has been a good traveler thus far at all the trips we've taken, even to fucking Argentina. And if you don't know, go back and listen to that podcast where I rave about how, to, how my son slept for basically 12 hours on a plane without making a peep. All the people walking past basically just like fucking celebrating going, you just, we were all so petrified that you were going to ruin our flight. And I'm like, yeah, grow up. Even if he had cried. He's a baby. Jesus Christ. People on, people on planes who get upset with babies, you, you need to be committed to a mental institution. They're children. Anyway. Everybody was was proud. They were proud of Sam on the flight to Argentina. And on the way back, same thing. There's something about airplanes, man. That's some loud white noise. And it's uh it's really loud, actually. You probably shouldn't take too many flights or it'll damage your hearing. Maybe Sam's deaf now, I just realized. But anyway. It's like a hundred decibels at times. It's kind it's kinda cool on an airplane usually with the air conditioning. And there's a lot of white noise. 
and there's a little bit of rocking back and forth, and it uh, apparently that the boy likes that. So, get to the day in question. We have a lovely trip to Newfoundland. We did. We had no itinerary yet. If you went through our itinerary of what we did, you'd be like, you guys fit in a lot of shit. You must have planned that for weeks. No, sir, we did not. Like this podcast, by the seat of my pants, and it always turns out great. So, 3 o'clock in the morning comes. My Apple Watch, oh, which just fucking broke, by the way. Let me get into that in a second. Turns out this podcast is not going to be short. Sorry, everybody. You're forced to listen to my bullshit. So three o'clock in the morning comes. My watch buzzes to wake me up. And I just, I'm like, oh, God. But that's it. You got to do it. Get up, you know, rip the trash bags down off the windows because we made blackout curtains with trash bags. That's a little tip for you, a little little DIY, a little do-it-yourselfer. If you got a kid and you're trying to let him sleep in a hotel room, something like that, bring some black garbage bags you tape them up over the windows makes the room much darker much easier for the kid to sleep because they often go to bed before the sun goes down you know what i'm saying any hoozles bring some painter's tape though so you don't rip the paint off people's windows so i take the garbage bags down my wife scoops up the boy i start taking apart his little travel crib so we can stick it in where you pack the night before because we're not fucking crazy Running around. I made a coffee. I had a few sips of it. And then the boy comes just waddling out from the porch area. Big old grin on his face. Happy as a pig in shit to have been woken up at three in the morning. He was excited. He was like, he said it was raining outside. He kept saying it's raining outside. Because the thing is, he'd never seen the dark. So to him... It's only dark when there's a storm out, when it's dark from rain, you know, with rain clouds. So he thought it was raining. I was like, no, no, this is the nighttime. He's like, oh, the nighttime. He was tickled pink. So happy to be on the adventure. We get in the cab. He's loving it. We get into the, uh, into the airplane. He's just chatting away with everybody, having a great old time. Then uh, about an hour into the flight, starts to get a little tired. Leans over on me, falls asleep. Not a not a peep. Just falls asleep two hours. Land. He wakes up, happy again. Come home. Can't fucking believe it. Like I'm barely holding it together. Let, let's remember, I got up at 3 a.m. too. You know? And I'm a goddamn princess. I needs my beauty sleep. So I'm not feeling great, but this kid is fucking rolling. And then we take uh, the go train or the up train home and then the subway. So another hour of traveling. Kid is just a goddamn chimp. So now we're going to France. All right. That's our next trip. We're going to to, to Nice, to Cannes, spelled nice France, N-I-C-E. And uh, here's the problem, though. Now we got it in our head. He's done like three trips now flawlessly. So we're like, he's such a great traveler. He does such a great job of traveling. It's going to backfire one day. It's going to bite us in the ass hard. It's gonna, he's going to have all this pent-up rage from all these trips going, remember when you woke me up at 3 in the morning, you fucking cocksuckers? And he'll just have a meltdown on the plane. But who knows? Maybe he'll be great again. I'll let you know in September when we go. And the last thing I'll mention, 
before I, I let you guys go to your of relief is, uh, yeah, my Apple Watch. It just, I got a first generation because I'm an early adopter. All right. And the face just popped right off it. The whole front of the watch just fell off. It still works, but the face is just hanging by a string. And apparently the battery had swollen and pushed it out because I looked it up. So Apple apparently has said with the version one Apple Watch, three years from when you buy it, they will give you, they will fix it for you for free because they extend, because it's not supposed to happen. See, like this was a $600 watch when it was purchased. All right. You know, maybe it's not as expensive now, but at the time it was $600. So that's, you know, getting two years out of a watch for $600. No, thank you, Apple. Now, granted, they said, if you read the fine print, they will fix it for up to three years. That's not something they publicize because they don't want people knowing about this policy or the fact that their batteries swell up in their watches and pop the faces off them. But so I'm going to Apple. I made a genius bar. Do I hate that fucking term? Yeah, some goddamn university student who works at the Apple store. Oh, you're a goddamn genius. Oh, sir, please, can you help me with your scholarly wisdom? My Apple Watch face has fallen off. Pray tell, sir. What doth I do? The genius. Do you know what the genius is going to do? Put it in a box, send it to Apple, and they'll fucking go down to California and they'll send him another one. And then Mr. Genius will hand me the watch back. God damn. Anyway. So, Wednesday I have an appointment with that. Let me tell you something. If they don't give me back a watch for free, I just... It's the, it's the type of thing. Like, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. I got a lot of their products. I've always liked them. But... You know, a little thing like this, that can turn me. And I'm sure they don't care because they're a trillion-dollar company, but it can turn me. And I'll be like, well, next computer's a Dell. Going to get a smartwatch by Samsung. Going to get a fucking uh, Galaxy phone. Fuck them. So you watch your step, Apple. Watch your goddamn step. Publish my, 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 uh, Podcast not on iTunes. How about that? Probably lose two or three listeners from that. Guys, that's it. That's it for the podcast. Um, I realize that this was probably all over the place. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. Because that's who I am. That's about going back to Newfoundland. It reminded me who I am at my core. And that is a fucking lunatic. All right? Thanks for listening. Check in with you soon. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Good night.